wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes! 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 For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Stupid idiot. Shut your mouth, you thong-wearing fatty. Party's over, Grandpa. Kane was there! Kane was there too! Yeah! No enhancement needed. This ain't Monday Night Raw! This fight's right! It's Wrestle Rant Radio. May 14th, the last time the WWE Intercontinental Champion Finn Balor wrestled on WWE TV. Not counting Super Showdown, but the show sucked anyway, so it doesn't really matter. May 14th was also the same night that Asuka last wrestled on WWE TV. Go back a week earlier, May 6th, the last time the Viking Raiders were in action on Raw. April 22nd was the last time Cedric Alexander was in action on Raw. And then you would have to go all the way back to May 7th, that episode of 205 Live, when he vied for the Cruiserweight Championship, was the last time... Murphy, Buddy Murphy, was in action on WWE TV. Again, not counting Super Showdown on Friday. That's absolutely ridiculous. These stats coming from at WrestleFeatures on Twitter. Uh, credit to them for the awesome stats here. That's fucking unbelievable to me that we have gone that long without seeing those type of talents on WWE TV. You could throw Nakamura, too, who I believe has not wrestled on WWE TV since, God, April, maybe? since the mini Nakamura Rusev feud with The New Day, right after WrestleMania. And the guy was headlining WrestleMania a year earlier for the WWE Championship. Keep that in mind. This is WrestleRant Radio, guys, for Thursday, June 13th, 2019. I'm Graham G.S.M.F. You're still sitting here hating the fucking wildcard rule. It's awful. It's pointless. It's damaging, heavily damaging the WWE product right now. In addition to all the shit with Shane McMahon and all the nonsense going on with him at the moment, it's just pure chaos in WWE TV at the, uh, you know, these days, and not in the good way. Not in a good way, not in the right way. So we're going to talk more about Super Showdown at the back end of this episode. But before that, we have a very special interview on tap for you guys today. Not to say that any other interview we've ever done here on WrestleRant Radio isn't special, they're all special, but this one is extra special, as tomorrow, June 14th, live from the Waterbury PAL building in Waterbury, Connecticut, it's the Northeast Wrestling Brass City Brawl event, Um, it's going to be a great time, Uh, yours truly and Alexis will be in attendance for the event, they have John Moxley making his grand NEW debut, taking on Darby Allin in a match that is bound to be awesome and that will get the internet talking, whether you're there or not. And the event is officially sold out as of this recording, so you can't go, sorry, but hopefully you can stream it on the Northeast Wrestling High Spots Network um, soon after. But we have that on tap. Brad Hollister versus Joey Janela, which is also bound to be a great matchup. Um, slew of other show, our stars will be in attendance for that event on Friday. It's going to be an awesome time. So if you have not already gotten your ticket for that show, again, too late. You can't be there. It's sold out. I apologize. But you can get your tickets still for all the other shows coming up from Northeast Wrestling. Um, this coming Saturday, they're going to be at Six Flags in New Jersey for a uh, Slam Fest event. Uh, Enzo and Cass are going to be there. John Moxley will be there as well. Booker T. Um, Funaki, I believe, will be in attendance too, which is random but awesome. Uh, like I said, Booker T, Kurt Angle, a lot of great stars will be at that event as well. Mick Foley. So, again, if you're in the New Jersey, Northeast area, check that out. They're going to Poughkeepsie, New York for the Prison Break event. John Moxley versus Pentagon Jr. for the first time ever, which sounds amazing on paper, and I just might have to check out that show in two more months. But the point being here, Northeast Wrestling is white hot right now. And it's not just a right now thing. It's been a a 24-year thing. Even if you don't live in the Northeast, you have had to have heard about Northeast Wrestling at some point or another in the last number of years. Um, Not only John Moxley had they landed just recently, Cody Rhodes was there for a very long stretch of time, from 2016 through 2017, even reigned as the NEW Heavyweight Champion for the better part of 2017. 
Jack Swagger, another former NEW champion. Mike Kanellis, another former NEW champion. Matt Taven was one of the staples of NEW for so many years and is now the current Ring of Honor world champion. Vinny Marcellia, TKO Ryan, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Adam Cole. You name them, they've been there. Deanna Perrazzo, Mandy Leone, uh, Alicia Edwards, Eddie Edwards have all come through NEW at one point or another and are currently competing in various promotions like AEW, NXT, WWE, 205 Live, Ring of Honor, Impact. They're all over the place. NEW has a real influence on the world of wrestling, whether you believe it or not. And today we're talking to the founder, owner, current president of the promotion, Michael Lombardi, who has a ton to say about Northeast Wrestling, how they got to where they are today, and so much more. It's an awesome interview. You're going to enjoy it, specifically from a promoter standpoint, too. There's a lot of interesting information in this podcast, talking, again, all things, how he gets talent, why NEW is the place to be right now, his history in the business, and a lot more. So be sure to check it out. You guys are going to enjoy it. And again, like I said earlier, at the back end of this podcast, I will be giving my quick thoughts Quick recap, a super showdown from Friday. Even though there's not a ton to say, I will give my quick two cents on that show nonetheless. So without further ado, let's throw it to the interview with Michael Lombardi. All right, guys, Graham, Jesus, and Matthews here back. We're sitting down with an exclusive interview here today with the owner, the president, the mastermind, whatever you want to call him, Michael Lombardi, the head of Northeast Wrestling. Michael, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Hello, Graham. Thanks for having me. It's perfect timing, too, because you got a great show coming up, Brass City Brawl in Waterbury on Friday, the first major appearance outside of AEW, not counting New Japan, of John Moxley. And then you guys got a show on Saturday in New Jersey at Six Flags. It, it, it's a pretty busy time for NEW right now. It seems like uh, this entire year, almost the last 24 years, it's been busy for Northeast Wrestling. Uh, we have one of the most aggressive schedules of any company uh, in the country, including some uh, some companies that you know ha- have television. So I would say, without a doubt, we are the probably busiest and run more shows than any other uh, non-televised wrestling company. And we do run some more shows than some televised wrestling companies. So mm-hmm. we're always busy. There's uh, you know there's a lot of demand for Northeast wrestling. Uh, although uh, the name is Northeast Wrestling, and we've been in business for over uh, you know over 24 years, uh, there's other areas of the country that that wants NEW. So uh, we're not just held right here into the Northeast. We're, we have shows coming up in uh, North Carolina, Ohio, West Virginia, etc. So uh, we're going to be doing some uh, casinos in Oklahoma. So uh, a lot of fans of NEW all throughout the country. And uh, really, when it, it comes to uh, looking at our streaming numbers and where people watch NEW and the merchandise and the DVDs that they purchase and even our weekly uh, you know, website statistics, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where people from all over the world are, uh, you know, are visiting Northeast Wrestling or fans of Northeast Wrestling. And it's super cool to see, too, because for me as a fan, I've been going to the shows now for, man, close to a decade, and I I would always check out the Connecticut ones, obviously, like you said, the ones in Bethany, Waterbury, Danbury seem to be the most popular destinations, but you guys have really branched out to other parts of the country over the last 24 years, and you guys have started to run a lot more shows, too. Like you said, a lot of shows coming up this summer. When would you say that that process really began to kind of expand outside of the Northeast? I think once we started our uh, Wrestling Under the Stars tour, uh, tour baseball stadiums, almost patterned after uh, Jim Crockett Promotions, the NWA, the American Dream, Dusty Rose, and the Great American Bash, where they went on tour in the, in the summer. Eight years ago, we started doing some minor league baseball stadiums, and with the success of, of those events, uh, there's been baseball teams and, and baseball stadiums throughout the country that wanted to bring Northeast Wrestling there. Even before that, for about the last maybe 15, 20 years. Uh, we also provide uh, wrestlers to appear at minor league baseball and any other minor league sports games, you know, whether throw out the first pitch, sign autographs, meet the fans, etc. So we, we had a lot of 
relationships with minor league baseball teams when it came to appearances. Then when we started running the events at baseball stadiums and, you know, with great success, other teams uh, jumped on board and wanted to have us. Uh, I guess when you start off with our first ever Wrestling Under the Stars at Dutchess Stadium, Wappingers Falls, New York, uh, eight years ago, when we had Hulk Hogan appear, mm-hmm. and the, it was the last time that Hulk Hogan and Roddy Piper were ever face to face in a ring doing an in ring promo, 25 minutes. You know, it was history there. There was over 4,800 people in that baseball stadium. Uh, you know, we have Hogan and Roddy Piper, and we had everybody from Lita and, and Goldust and, uh, you know, Vader and Jerry the King Waller, etc. You know, it was a huge event. But when you have Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan face to face, that really started off the uh, Wrestling Under the Stars uh, concept or tour. You know, really off on the right foot. And I think that was a big turning point for you guys too, because I remember when you guys had that show, I was unable to attend it, but I remember people talking about. It. I saw Hulk Hogan promoting it, and I know Matt Hardy was doing a lot of shows for you guys around that point too, and he was talking about it as well. But it seems to be now like Northeast Wrestling. It was like kind of like the best kept secret here in like the Northeast area. But now, like a lot of companies, and not a, not just a lot of companies, but a lot of fans know of Northeast Wrestling outside of the Northeast. Obviously, your streaming service has a lot to do with that. Um, but it seems like a lot of people know of NEW and matches like Kenny Omega and Phoenix, which you guys hosted late last year, have a lot to do with that because people kind of know through NEW, know of NEW through stuff like that as well. Uh, we have been blessed to be uh, the home or maybe the creator of many dream matches. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the entire Northeast, not a secret, on average, without a doubt, the largest drawing non-television company in the country and you know we outdraw a lot of you know television companies that's through the relationships that we have built over the years and uh, the superstars that we were able to use you brought up Kenny Omega Ray Phoenix uh, dream match first time ever Poughkeepsie New York last November you know we live streamed that on uh, the Northeast Wrestling Network and High Spots uh, a wrestling network, and we had fans from all over the world that uh, you know that that watched this both live, and um, you know they 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 watched it after and they they watched the replay. Uh, when you have uh, someone as polarizing as Kenny Omega, probably at the time and even now one of the most popular and, and greatest wrestlers in the world. And he's able to wrestle Ray Phoenix in a dream match. You know, everybody was on board with that. We also had Darby Allen against uh, Pentagon Jr. First time ever match. Uh, we, before Ring of Honor, had uh, the Young Bucks against the Hardys, which they said was a dream match. In 2014, mm-hmm. we had them compete twice. You know, it was the first time ever the Hardys. Uh, against the Young Bucks, and we did that twice. Uh, whether it was Kevin Steen or Kevin Owens' last match before he went to NXT and went to WWE, we have it against Jerry the King Waller, uh, you know, in a, in a pile driver match. We have John Moxley coming up, a bunch of uh, first time ever matches. He's going to be taking on Darby Allen in uh, Waterbury, Connecticut, coming up this Friday, uh, June the 14th. We also have uh, John Moxley taking on Pentagon Jr. Kids in New York on August 16th. And we have some other cool matches with, uh, you know, with John, with some other superstars that he's going to be wrestling for the first time ever, too, that we have not announced yet, but we're going to be announcing, you know, in the next, next week or so. So between that, last time Hulk Hogan and Ronnie Piper in a ring together, we started the uh, three-match series with Kurt Angle and uh, Cody Rhodes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they had a match at uh, Wrestling of the Stars. Uh, I believe it was Wrestling of the Stars five, and then it all culminated in Waterbury, Connecticut, in front of a turnaway crowd. There were thirty five hundred people in attendance, and we probably turned away the police estimated at least another thousand. We had a steel cage match with Cody Rhodes against uh, you know against Kurt Angle, and that really opened up a lot of eyes for uh, both us. 
and uh, you know the, the wrestling world uh, on on Cody Rhodes when he left WWE to show that you know the the drawing power and the and the magnitude and the popularity of uh, you know someone like Cody a non televised company uh, and you know Kurt and Cody very easily uh, could have drawn you know five thousand fans or over with no TV which outdraws uh, you know. There's a lot of uh, towns, a lot of house shows that WWE would be happy to have 5,000 people, and you know, most other companies in the in the country, if they could, you know, they could do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, we've been very blessed with being able and being able to, uh, you know, host those matches and provide those for, uh, you know, for the wrestling fans. Well, you mentioned right there the crowds are only getting bigger and bigger with every single show. Um, and we talked last week about doing this interview, and you mentioned that you guys aren't an independent. You're Northeast Wrestling, which is completely accurate. Uh, so what makes Northeast Wrestling different from all the other promotions out there? Like you said, Ring of Honor, there's other indies here in the Northeast. But Northeast Wrestling is kind of one-of-a-kind company. Uh, what makes you guys, in addition to all the dream matches that are provided, different from all the other companies, whether it be a WWE or like some other small independent out there or whatever? We're, we say that Northeast Wrestling, uh, you know, I guess in, in a way we aren't independent because uh, we do have good relationships with, you know, all of the big companies who so are able to use, uh, you know, we view stars on our event from whether it's Jushin Liger, et cetera, from New Japan, and we have a great relationship with uh, WWE and AEW and, you know, and even uh, Ring of Honor a lot of their stars that you see now and a lot of their stars that, uh, you know, they used to work for Ring of Honor and have moved on, you know, they've started and, and you know, and come through Northeast Wrestling. But actually, it was probably about 10 or 12 years ago where we had a, uh, you know, we had a matchup Scranton, Pennsylvania, 3,500-plus people at, uh, you know, at our college there, and we had Kurt Angle against Christian, and I believe it was, you know, Kurt Angle that, that, coins the phrase and uh you know christian concurs and you know you're not an independent i guess i I believe there's someone from the media there local newspaper that asked him about it Mm -hmm. and kurt said uh they're not an independent they're just northeast wrestling uh being able to do the things that we do uh you know the, the name by itself is uh is able to stand on its own and one of the parts of that, too, one of the cool catchphrases of NEW is that you guys are not sports entertainment. You guys are entertaining sport, uh, pro wrestling, which is a great way to put it because every time you go to a show, whether it's you know a kid, teenager, older person, adult, whatever it might be, it doesn't matter the demographic. People always go to these shows to have a fun time. It seems to be a great place for the fans and the wrestlers to connect. Of course, you guys have the autograph signings beforehand to kind of break down that barrier between the talent and the fans. Um, is fun, I guess, might be a good word to use here. It seems to be like fun is a recurring theme with these shows. Is that one of the factors that you consider when producing these shows and stuff like that to kind of make it different from everything else out there? We want to make it all-inclusive. Uh, where fans, they can come to the shows beforehand, you have the meet and greet, they get to meet the superstars, get autographs, photo ops, shake their hand, etc. Then you have the wrestling matches. Uh, we are one of the companies that uh, pioneered that concept for years. It was always the autograph session uh, or being able to meet the stars. It was a lot smaller. It was usually during intermission. Just our crowds became uh, so big and so many of the fans wanted to get autographs and take pictures with the stars, you couldn't do it during intermission because it would just lengthen the amount of time Mm -hmm. between the first and the second half of the show uh, where it ended up uh, taking away from the show and it extended, you know, the the duration of the show and how long the evening was that we put it, uh, you know, that we put it before the show. And that's one thing, you know, you, you come out to Northeast Wrestling, you know, we have a, you know, our Wrestling of the Stars tour that is coming up, you know, this summer. We're going to be in Scranton, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia, and Niles, Ohio, and we're going to be debuting outside of Pittsburgh on, uh, you know, on July 19th in Norwich, Connecticut, and Poughkeepsie, New York. Uh, 
you know, you name it, uh, you can come on out and you can meet the hottest wrestler in the world right now. Uh, you know, John Moxley beforehand, you can get a, you, know, you can take a picture with him, you can get an autograph, you can shake a hand, you can, you know, and ask him a question. And, you know, being able to have people like Pentagon and Phoenix and John Moxley and Jerry the King Waller and uh, Mark Henry and Dustin Rose Goldust and Renee Young and Kurt Angle and and, and Billy Gunn. I mean, just there's so many you mm. know stars that were you know that we're going to be L.A. Park, uh, Bully Ray. There's going to be so many people uh, you know on the on the upcoming shows that it's uh, you know I think it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan. Not just um, you know if you're a wrestling fan of you know any W. I know this uh, you know this interview is about AEW, but also with the AEW, my God, holy wrestling burst on the scene I was out there in uh, you know Vegas you know helping out on StarCast I was you know there at AEW and just uh, the things that you know they're doing you know with uh, Jericho and Omega and you know of course uh, you know John Moxley and the Bucks and Hangman Page and I mean the, the match against Cody Rhodes and, and Dustin Rhodes when we talk about Northeast Wrestling we're not uh, you know sports entertainment we're entertaining pro wrestling that is the type of style that uh, you know that that we like to have. You know, it's just uh, we do not want to insult the fans' intelligence when they come to a show. They want to see good matches. They want to see great athletes. They want to see uh, you know good storylines, things that that make sense. They want to see winners and losers, and uh, that's what we give. And then you know the wrestlers, they you know the big name stars. You know, they, they work hard, and the fans always get more than their money's worth. And you mentioned All Elite Wrestling. It's a great time to be a fan right now between the abundance of shows that you guys are running here in the Northeast, AEW starting to get off the ground, and they just obviously had Double or Nothing a few short weeks ago in Vegas. Um, while there, I saw Man Scout Jake Manning. He was at StarCast. I saw Brian Anthony walking around, which was super cool. You mentioned that you were working with StarCast, too, which is really cool. Um, do you guys have yet to have a formal working agreement with AEW, or is it just kind of a case-by-case basis at the moment? So, um, AEW, uh, they asked to use some of our footage for some of their uh, video packages uh, at Double or Nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of their episodes are Road to Double or Nothing. We have, you know, there's Fire Fest coming up June 29th in Daytona. Cody Rhodes, uh, you know, watching footage from Northeast Wrestling Redemption of Darby Allen against uh, Pentagon. Cody asked if uh, they could use that footage, and we said yes. Cody and I go way back. I used to be. Uh, the manager and the agent of his dad, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, very close to Cody, uh, former Northeast Wrestling champion, uh, close to Dustin, uh, their mom, the entire, uh, you know, Ronald's family. So anything that Cody, Tony Khan, anybody needs from myself, Northeast Wrestling, uh, you know, we're there. Uh, mm-hmm. And with Cody Rhodes, too, you mentioned him. He left WWE just a little over three years ago, now running one of the most successful non-WWE shows in recent years with Double or Nothing in Vegas a few short weeks ago, as they mentioned. It was almost immediately after his WWE release that one of his first um, shows outside of WWE would be with you guys, Northeast Wrestling, against Kurt Angle, the aforementioned show um, against, uh, I think it was the Wrestling Under the Stars tour, like you mentioned, in August of 2016, and then going on to become NEW champion a short time later, working a lot of shows with you guys for the better part of 2017, and I was there for a lot of those shows. He worked a lot of dream matches. I think a lot of people aren't aware of during that point in time facing a Flip Gordon, Adam Cole before he went to NXT that summer. He faced um, Ricochet before he went to WWE the following January. So Cody Rhodes doing a lot of shows for you guys. But it doesn't just seem like Cody Rhodes, it's like it's not an isolated person. There's a lot of people who leave there. You mentioned earlier um, John Moxley, of course, working a lot of shows with you guys this summer. Cody Rhodes, John Moxley, Ryback went straight to NEW uh, soon after he left WWE. In your opinion, what makes NEW such a hot spot for a lot of people that are either leaving there or other promotions and just kind of want to enjoy themselves and be bonded by the passion for, for pro wrestling, or other people that are looking to make their way to WWE or Ring of Honor or other companies like that? Uh blessed by relationships that I've built over the last 20 or so years. 
mm-hmm. when people hear it started way back that you were the manager and the agent from someone like one of the greatest superstars in the history of, of the business, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, and uh, working closely with and helping uh, book and doing business with one of my greatest friends in the, in the world, uh, Jerry the King Lawler, and my relationship with uh, the late Rowdy Rowdy Piper, etc. When when the superstars saw that, and then you you, you booked Hulk Hogan, and uh, you know a very good relationship with Matt and Jeff Hardy, they were on a ton of shows, and Rey Mysterio, he he only did uh, you know maybe a handful of, of um, other than if it was in Mexico or overseas, any shows anywhere unless it was Northeast Wrestling. You know we had uh, Rey Mysterio ended up becoming almost a, a regular mm-hmm. on our events. Uh, it just it just worked out that way with uh, you know when you do good things when you have big crowds when when you're professional and you do good business people want to work with and Chris Jericho being another one I know he did an autograph signing with you guys uh, a few short years ago I believe in New York in Fishkill if I'm not mistaken and I remember yeah, we've, used, uh, we've worked with Chris a number of times mm-hmm. on you know different autograph signings at wrestling events going back to the years before that. Also uh, had Chris and Fozzie for a couple of appearances in different places, uh, you know, before some of their concerts. So, uh, you know, a lot of respect and um, good relationship with Chris Jericho. We were bringing up Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, really outside of WWE, and he, he worked for uh, Impact Wrestling, he wasn't wrestling anywhere else in the United States, and mm-hmm. you know he's you know wrestled for us, where they wrestled Cody a few times. He wrestled, um, you know, we had him with Samoa Joe. He wrestled Christian, etc. So I guess when you have you know relationships like that, and then you know when it came from John Moxley, uh, do a lot of work with Renee Young when it comes to autograph signings, conventions, etc. Where uh, you know she works for you know she works for us and not so much you know anyone else and mm-hmm. you know the, the Renee relationship came from working closely and doing a lot of business with Corey Graves and asked about uh, you know using, working with Renee also and Corey Graves and different people in WWE uh, singing the praises of myself and AEW to Renee and that helped in booking John Moxley and it, it kind of goes just, you know if you do things the right way and you build relationships uh, you know it'll you know, it'll pay off in the end, uh, not just for us, but for all the wrestling fans for being able to meet these superstars and see, you know, these unique matchups. Yeah, and it's super cool, like I said, because you guys are able to land so many big names between people currently in WWE with Renee Young, Corey Graves, Jerry Lawler being another, Booker T being another regular on your shows with the autograph signings. Um, the word gets out there. I remember, like I said, during the Jericho event that he appeared at a few years ago. Uh, I think maybe a month or so later, he had a podcast out with Cody Rhodes, and they recorded it, I believe, at your show, and they mentioned you on the show, which was awesome. They mentioned you by name, which was really cool to see. And um, you were also on an episode of Being the Elite, I think about a year ago, or a few months ago, when uh, Cody Rhodes and Hangman made an appearance at one of your shows just a few short months ago as well. Yeah, Cody and Hangman, they, they showed up as surprise guests. It was in a, uh, a show of ours in, in Waterbury, Connecticut, and they taped a lot of footage there for uh, being the elite. And, you know, we just, uh, you know, we just, we just, uh, we have some we have good relationships with a lot of the superstars. And, uh, you know, we're, you know, we're blessed with that. We do not uh, take that for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, we always do the best we can taking care of them and taking care of the fans. And uh, who knows, it, it will hopefully in a short time uh, build to even bigger and better things for both myself professionally and, uh, and for NEW. And you mentioned the relationships there. Do you think right now with the world of wrestling being as diverse as it is, there's a lot of alternatives if people aren't really liking what they're seeing with WWE. There is Ring of Honor, AEW, of course, Impact, and plenty other promotions. Do you think more companies such as NEW would benefit from working with other companies? Like you said, you maintain a lot of great relationships with WWE, Ring of Honor, AEW. Do you think other companies could benefit from working well with each other too? I, I think they can, although with the, 
the changing of the landscape right now, uh, I don't know if that if that is going to be able to continue mm-hmm. uh, once AEW starts on TNT, and then you know when they're they're rocking and rolling weekly with live TV. Uh, you know, the, the landscape of wrestling is going to change again. You know, uh, Cody and the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Hangman, they wanted to change the world, and they've already changed the world between, you know, all in and double or nothing, and now they're going to be, you know, uh, live, prime time, cable TV, TNT. Uh, I think right now the, the world of wrestling is changing so rapidly day to day who knows where we'll be in a couple months from now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it could be drastically different between now and June and September when, like you said, AEW arrives on TNT. Um, and the cool thing, again, about NEW with all the people that you guys bring in, they're not one-shots either. It's not like John Moxley is just going to be in Waterbury on the 14th. He's going to be there on the 15th in New Jersey at Six Flags. He's working the Poughkeepsie show in August to face Pentagon Jr. and many other dream matches, you said, that are have yet to be announced. Um, do you think a lot of these people keep coming back to NEW because of, again, the passion that they have for pro wrestling and just being able to go out there and have fun and just kind of being the given, given the freedom to kind of be who they are and do what they want and stuff like that? Yeah, I, I believe so. You know, we, uh, I guess what we do is uh, we lay out the canvas, we lay out the paint, we may have some suggestions, but we let the artist paint their portrait. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're un, you know unable to do that, you know, WWE or some, some other places because of... Uh, you know, the way the system is set up. But, you know, here we're, we we go out of our way to make sure that uh, the fans get the best product that they possibly can, and we only book those superstars that want to do the same thing. And everybody that we use, whether it's uh, a new uh, up-and-comer or it's, you know, worldwide superstars, whether it be, a, you know, uh, a Rey Mysterio with John Moxley, uh, you know, a Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, whoever it is, you know, they all want to do the same thing. They want to, you know, uh, give fans more than their money's worth. They want to work hard, and they all have pride in their craft. And mm-hmm. it gives them an opportunity to, to go out there and, uh, you know, give the best matches and the best product that they can. And you mentioned, too, Michael, about the uh, earlier matchups that you mentioned with, you know, obviously Darby Allen and John Moxley coming up, Pentagon Jr. and John Moxley. As a fan yourself, do you think being a fan as a promoter helps immensely in booking these dream matches? Because not only do the fans want to see them, but you yourself want to see these matches come to life. Do you think that really helps with um, the fan interest in these matches coming to uh, coming to uh, fruition, I guess? Well, being a promoter or being an uh, executive producer of an event, uh, along with wanting to put on you know these matchups it's a little bit that I would like to see them it's a little bit that the superstars would like to have the opportunity to compete against each other and also it's uh, you know to sell tickets you know we're going to put on matches that that sell tickets and that draw money so that's the reason why we are in the business that's the reason why any other wrestling company is in the business any other sports franchise, any business, you know, you need to, you know, you need to make money. You need to be able to pay the stars, and you know, this is uh, this is what we do for a living. And Northeast Wrestling, uh, along with the big name stars, the uh, I have probably the, the greatest employees and support staff. Uh, everyone that works hard for Northeast Wrestling. This is not just uh, you know one man band here. I have a, a great team, and I have an obligation. We need to do the best business that we can, put on the best matches for the fans that will draw the most fans because I I help supplement all of their income. You know, it it helps them, you know, pay their bills and take care of their families. So, you know, there's that other obligation there that maybe some fans don't see. You know, when you're running a company, you know, there's a, a lot of different aspects, you know, a lot of different aspects to it. And there's a lot of people, not only just in WWE right now, but AEW, Ring of Honor, that have at any one point or another appeared for Northeast Wrestling, whether it be a one-shot or have made multiple appearances. But there's also a lot of wrestlers who not only appeared for you guys, 
but got their start in NEW. I know there was a point many, many years ago, Cedric Alexander, who's currently in WWE, worked a lot of shows with you guys. Of course, Matt Taven probably being the biz- biggest example, being a regular with NEW for such a long time, is now the current Ring of Honor World Champion. Mike Bennett, Mike Kanellis, currently in WWE, another former NEW champion on the 205 Live brand. Um, who do you think is the greatest homegrown talent to come out of NEW? I would have to say uh, I would have to say Matt Taven. Matt Taven. Uh, you know, he was young. He was working on the ring crew. Started, you know, giving him some matches. You know, I, I saw the desire, the athleticism, the heart, the passion. You know, there. Uh, you know, in Matt Taven. You know, this is many years ago. Uh, you know, he had his some matchups. He was starting, whether it was wrestling Big Daddy V or some other veterans, and just. Uh, starting to get some experience, and I just saw that little something in him. And uh, I said, you know, I know that there will be no limits for this guy and that this guy could be a star. So uh, I guess you could say a term, you know, I strapped a rocket to his back. I would do anything that I could, uh, you know, to help him get to where he needed to be. But, uh, you know, Matt Taven, homegrown, big fan of NEW over the years has helped out in an administrative capacity also you know not not just in the ring and uh, you know maybe the greatest NEW champion of all time and Cody we also have uh, you know Brian Anthony mm-hmm. so there's uh, you know there's a lot of people out there you know Flip Gordon has six months in the business I saw him and I said you know what he's going to be the next great NEW star and you know then he's going to go off and uh, do his thing and uh, you know Flip Gordon wrestling all over the world worldwide Ring of Honor big star TKO Ryan Vinny Marseglia you know uh, you know guys that uh, you know Guy Jack Warbeard Hanson different people that may have you know trained some places but they came to NEW we gave them the opportunity uh, we put the spotlight on them uh, because we were NEW a lot of different eyes were on them we were able to put them in the ring with uh, you know different people like uh, you know the Hardys the AJ Styles etc you know it helped them get better it got eyes on them and uh, you know thankfully then they were able to sign uh some contracts with national companies and, uh, you know, move on. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I mean, Matt Taven, like you said, the entire kingdom in Ring of Honor came out of Northeast Wrestling. And the cool thing about it is that for every big star that you guys have, Matt Taven, Brian Anthony, who, of course, is still working shows with you guys, Flip Gordon, the former champion, Jake Hager, the former Jack Swagger, now an MMA star and a WWE World Champion, a former NEW champion. Um, and for all of those people that have held the title and then moved on, you guys continue to build up-and-coming talent for people to still come and see at the shows and meet and become fans of and become familiar with before um, you know they start branching out and doing more shows and stuff like that, which is great to see. But Matt Taven, Chris Jericho, Hulk Hogan, AJ Styles, like you mentioned, Kenny Omega, Pentagon Jr., they've all appeared for NEW at one point or another. Mick Mick Foley, Mm -hmm. Booker T, Lita, Goldust, Jeff Hardy, Vader, Jake Roberts, uh, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes, the first ever Northeast Wrestling Champion was Bam Bam Bigelow. Mm -hmm. Some of our first shows when you were able to do this, you were able to use uh, WWF stars at the time of their days off. You know, Chris Candido and uh, Sonny, King Kong Bundy, Ahmed Johnson, when he was Intercontinental Champion, uh, you know, was on the event. Uh, Nova ended up being Supernova. Simon Dean, you know, used him in his, uh, you know, in his early years before he moved on to, uh, you know, ECW and, and, you know, the WWF, you know, whether it's them, uh, like Christian, Kurt Angle, Sergeant Slaughter, the, you know, over the years, the, you know, the list goes on and on. And uh, Daniel Bryan being another one, when he was gone from WWE for a short while, I think in 2010, he also made a few appearances for you guys. Another dream match that came to life in NEW, Daniel Bryan and Shelton Benjamin. I think it was Waterbury like nine or ten years ago, which was really cool to see live. But yeah, it's a who's who's list of who's, a, of who's appeared for NEW. Um, so you mentioned all those people. Is there anyone out there on your bucket list that you would love to land at some point to, to make an appearance or to wrestle for you guys, whatever the case may be, at an NEW show? There's so many. I don't know if I could, uh, you know, if I could 
you know, if I can name just one. I mean, here, Hangman Page, we used him when he was young. I mean, we used the, you know, the uh, the Young Bucks how many times. And so just trying to go through. Now that we're, we're talking here, you said, like, the Adam Coles and the, you know, and the, you know, the Ricochets and the Keith Lees. And uh, I don't know, there was just someone that just went through my mind that I forgot was it's just a quite prominent superstar. But, I was, you know, hopefully, oh, Houston Thunder Liger reviews. So, uh, I don't know if there's just, uh, I don't know if there's just one. Well, also too, I mean, there's a lot of people still coming up again for everyone, for those who have been going to the NEW shows for a long time now, you would think, okay, they got Kurt Angle, can't get any better than this. And then John Moxley shows up and then this person shows up and that person shows up. Cody Rhodes, obviously again, did a lot of shows for you guys, um, in the last few years. And even Enzo and Cass, you guys just announced that on, you know, last week on the 5th on Wednesday that uh, they'll be doing, uh, they'll be appearing at the Six Flags show in New Jersey. So there are another uh, two names that have never been in NEW that'll be making their debuts just next week or this coming weekend. Yeah, the, uh, the, train, the train just keeps moving. We, you know, we have a lot of things going on. We have, a, you know, we have a lot of shows, a lot of shows all over the country, a lot of requests by fans and sponsors uh, for certain superstars, superstars that contact us trying to see how they can get into Northeast Wrestling to work for us, and although we, we do have a lot of superstars and big-name stars that we use on a regular basis, uh, you know, the fans also want to see a variety, so we try to do the best we can to uh, add some different names and, you know, and give them some variety. And if there was any one name that you would love to land at some point for an uh, NEW show, who do you think it would be? Whichever wrestler could get us the largest crowd mm-hmm. and make us the most money. So, no, That's uh, a good answer. That's course, a good answer. Uh, you know, of course, if we could, just through, uh, I don't, I don't know if I could name just one. There's, yeah. there's, you know, there's certain people that we do, that you know we would like for many different reasons. Hey, would you like to have? Uh, Brock Lesnar. Would you like to have someone like an Undertaker or John Cena? Oh yeah, that's a good point. Even though, yeah, yeah. That, even though that's not possible, yeah. you know, contractually, etc., uh, because of the crowd that they would draw. But just, I would say, when it comes to personal relationships, it would be uh, to have Cody Rhodes one more time. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of being so, you know, being so, uh, you know, being so uh, close to him. Although, uh, you know, with AEW, uh, you know, they're moving their way and uh, who knows with AEW what the, you know, the future would hold for myself and uh, AEW. And then, uh, you know, Matt Taven being able to work, uh, you know, maybe work one more time. Probably one of the greatest rivalries in uh, AEW history uh, was Matt Taven against Brian Anthony. So from a personal standpoint, to have those guys either work as a tag team or work each other one-on-one, uh, you know, one last time, that's something that I think could be, you know, that I know would be very special to me, very special to a lot of the fans. Some fans uh, that are reading this article or that are listening to this may not know uh, Brian Anthony's worked for Northeast Wrestling for over 10 years. Uh, he's had the opportunity to move on and sign contracts with some other you know, with some national companies, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, outside of wrestling, good job, great benefits, married, you know, and at those times, uh, you know, having, you know, having, you know, that other job and different things in the security, it kind of held, you know, you know, kept him there rather than signing somewhere else, mm-hmm. but you will never see a, a harder worker, a uh, you know a better wrestler and somebody that as talented and well rounded as you know Brian Anthony, whether it's having matches with David Arquette that uh, you know uh, fans enjoy or blown blown away with. Uh, he's wrestled everybody from you know uh, Jeff Hardy, Matt Hardy, Jerry the King Lawler, David Arquette, Cody Rhodes. You can go you know up and down the line and uh, you know. Rey Mysterio, etc. Everybody that faced them, they were like, "Man, how are you not? You know, how how are you not signed?" And praised how good, uh, you know, Brian Anthony is. So he's one guy that uh, probably deserved 
that national break and that shot and just be, you know, the timing just wasn't, mm-hmm. you know, just wasn't right for him, you know, with some of the other different things that he had, uh, you know, going on in his personal life. And you never know what you're going to see in NEW. Brian Anthony is going to be in action at the Waterbury show against Keith Youngblood. He's always always involved in exciting things on these shows. Like you said, Cody Rhodes and Hangman Page showing up at a show just a few short months ago when absolutely nobody expected it. The place went nuts. So at these NEW shows, you never know what you're going to get. Um, but one one or two more questions for you. I kind of mentioned earlier uh, things you'd like to continue to grow upon professionally with NEW and personally and stuff like that. Are there any specific goals that you've set um, that you're aiming to achieve with NEW in the years to come, or just kind of just continue jo- uh, growing in general? Uh, continue growing in general and just see. Uh, what opportunities there may be for NEW, uh, both by itself, possibly, uh, you know, either either merging with another company. There's just so many things going on right now that uh, you know maybe can't even speak about. You know, there's mm-hmm. a lot of lot of moving pieces, a lot of different companies, a lot of things going on in the wrestling world right now. Uh, but what we're concentrated on right now is especially in the month of June, July, and August, one of our most aggressive schedules of all time. You know, we're going to be running in eight different states at that time, um, major arenas, minor league baseball stadiums, etc. Having guys like John Moxley and the Lucha Brothers and L.A. Park and Darby Allen and, and uh, Bully Ray and Dustin Rhodes and Jerry Lawler and like you said, Enzo and Kaz and Booker T and uh, Mick Foley and Rhino. I mean, uh, sorry if I uh, you know forget to mention some people. It's just you know, right now we're just looking to put on the best shows that we can, and you know, having the you know, biggest crowds that we can for the next three months, and just uh, you know, and, and kick butt. You know, as, as we're going along, giving the fans the best that we can. A lot of great shows coming up in the next couple of months. Definitely coming to a place near the listeners, readers, uh, whether it be in the Northeast. You guys are going to Ohio in a few short months, which will be awesome as well. Final question for you, though. Let's say that we have a wrestling fan here. Uh, Sorry, go ahead. uh, Also, if anybody wants to know where Northeast Wrestling is, Mm -hmm. purchase tickets, more information on Twitter at Wrestling one Instagram, Northeast Wrestling, NortheastWrestling.com, the website. And you guys are all over the place. Sign up for the newsletter, too. I get the emails all the time about what shows are coming up, who's appearing on the shows. Um, you guys almost, I think the next day after John Moxley showed up at Double or Nothing, the very next morning, you guys sent out the, uh, the, the, the press release, I guess, that he would be coming to NEW. I mean, I know you were going to be waiting until June 1st to reveal it, but jump the gun and, and reveal it the very next day after his AEW debut. Well, three or four weeks before then, mm-hmm. we were set. We had, uh, you know, we had John Moxley set. Wow. But when a very good friend of mine in AEW contacted me and said, Michael, can you hold off on John announcing him, please? Mm-hmm. Until after Double or Nothing, you know, of course, you know, of course we complied. So we put out June 1st as a date when we would announce the Mystery Superstar as a throw it off because if we said it was May 26th that we would announce the yeah. Mystery Superstar mm-hmm. and it was the day after Double or Nothing, you know, it could could have conceivably, you know, possibly given some things away mm-hmm. or had people speculating, etc. So, uh, you know, and John Moxley, you can't make a better, more impactful mm-hmm. debut than he did at the at the end of Double or Nothing. I mean, John Moxley is the hottest superstar in wrestling right now. Between that, winning the IWGP New Japan United States Championship yesterday from Juice Robinson, uh, you know, to have John Moxley on these shows, it's, it's going to be very exciting for Northeast Wrestling, very exciting for the fans. If you have the opportunity to see him live, if you, you know, you saw how intense he was, you know, in, in, in his mastery, won the IWGP U.S. title mm-hmm. and at Double or Nothing, you know when you see John Moxley in action, you know, it's going to be wild. You're going to get your money's worth. And, uh, you know, we have the opponent set up for him. 
whether it's uh, Darby Allen, Pentagon Jr., and some other people that we're going to be announcing you know, very shortly, uh, those are matches you are not going to want to miss. And did that come together almost immediately after he left WWE earlier on in the month of May, late April? It, it, we came to an agreement with him uh, a few weeks before he was announced. Wow. Unbelievable. That's that's super right, cool. Right, 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 after, right after his uh, WWE contract lapsed, mm-hmm. because obviously you can't negotiate yeah. with anybody when they're under contract. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we talked to him, and we were able to uh, come to an agreement. He knew Northeast Wrestling. His wife, Renee Young, worked for us many times, uh, you know, signing autographs, appearing at conventions, Northeast Wrestling events, etc. So that... Uh, you know that helped make uh, make the marriage and the relationship between us and uh, you know between us and John. And I can tell you, as soon as the new, as the news broke, I think it was online soon after the news uh, was announced. It almost broke Twitter as soon as it was announced that not only the Darby Allen match, but the Pentagon Junior match, which has been a dream match for many for a long time now. You guys are bringing it to life in Poughkeepsie in August. It's going to be amazing. Uh, but let's say you have one fan who's never been to anything but, let's say, a WWE show and has never been before to an NEW show. Uh, what do you tell that person, whether they're a kid, teenager, again, adult, older person, whatever it might be, to sell them on coming to NEW and convincing them and it's it's unlike anything else they've ever been to before? You're able to meet the superstars before the event at the meet and greet. And, you know, you're going to see those the matchups and... Uh, the the best way to promote and to put over NEW is by having them speak to other fans about NEW. When you have events like the, the Kenny Omega against Ray Phoenix, Manhattan Civic Center, Poughkeepsie, New York, first time ever uh, streamed, uh, you know, high pay review live, you know, uh, throughout the world, and you know, thanks to uh, Flip Gordon and Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks for, you know, speaking to Kenny Omega when we contacted him and letting him know that, hey, NEW, Michael Lombardi, that's someone that you want to do business with. He didn't work for anyone else. You know, he worked for us. And, you know, New Japan, and then then he went to AEW. So thank those guys, and we're very blessed to have the opportunity to, uh, you know, to, to have Kenny Omega. And, you know, when you have people coming over from the U.K. and people coming from Japan and people coming from Canada to, you know, to uh, New York to watch that match and to sell that out and, you know, turn, you know, hundreds of people away and having people come from 13 different states. Uh, hopefully that's enough to, you know, tell a wrestling fan to, you know, to, to give us a shot, give us the opportunity, look at the superstars that, you know, we were able to, you know, be blessed and have on our events. Uh, you know, between that and word of mouth from uh, from other wrestling fans that are that have come to NEW, that's probably the best way to uh, the best way to promote our product. And now's the perfect time to be a wrestling fan, like you said earlier, not just to be a wrestling fan, but a Northeast wrestling fan. Ton of shows coming up: Brass City Brawl. Friday the 14th in June, Waterbury, Connecticut. John Moxley is on the bill. He's going to be at Jackson, New Jersey, Six Flags uh, Slam Fest, Six Flags Slam Fest. That's a tongue twister. On the 15th, New Jersey, going to be great. NEW Live, you guys have your regular shows at the uh, Bethany Town Hall, which is great too. Wrestling Under the Stars Tour then kicks off for July through August. Moxley making more appearances and many, many more names. Rhino, who's leaving WWE soon, will be appearing for you guys. Dustin Rhodes, the former Goldust, is going to be there. Teddy Long. Boogeyman, Renee Young, you name them, they're going to be there. It's going to be a great time. You mentioned earlier, Michael, um, you guys are all over Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You guys have the streaming service. So if you weren't able to make it to the show to see Kenny Omega versus Phoenix or even Cody Rhodes versus Kurt Angle versus uh, from a few years ago, you could check it out on High Spots, Pivot Share. You guys are all over the place. So uh, anything else, Michael, before we wrap it up here? That's it. I just want to thank you very much for the interview. And, uh, you know, for your time and the publicity and uh, thank all the wrestling fans and all of the superstars that have supported you know Northeast Wrestling over the years and only the best has yet to come. 
Awesome. Very much looking forward to it. Like I said, I've been a fan now of you guys for close to a decade. Try to go all the shows that I can and uh, looking forward to the uh, Brass City Brawl show on Friday. So again, thanks, Michael, for your time and for all the shows and for making the magic happen with NEW. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you very much. Thank right. you soon. You heard the man, Waterbury, Connecticut, this Friday, June 14th, Brass City Brawl, John Moxley versus Darby Allen, Joey Janela versus Brett Hollister, and so much more. Going to be a great show. Tickets are sold out for that event as of now, um, but you can get tickets for all the other events NEW has coming up this summer, whether it be the Slam Fest at Six Flags this Saturday. That's a lot of S's there. In New Jersey, uh, they have all their Wrestling Under the Stars tour shows in July and in August. They have Prison Break in mid-August. Poughkeepsie, New York, headlined by John Moxley versus Pentagon Jr., a dream match in my opinion. That's going to be great. And so much other stuff coming up in the next few months. So now is as good of a time as any to jump on the NEW bandwagon if you haven't already. So check out all the other shows they have coming up in the weeks and months to come. And, of course, big thanks to Michael Lombardi for his time here today. I very much appreciate it. Been going to the NEW shows now for close to, like I said during the interview, a decade. 2009, May 2009 was the first NEW show I ever went to. And I've been trying to go as regularly as I can ever ever since. So, again, big thanks to Michael for making that happen, putting on the great shows that he does. And Brass City Brawl on Friday should be awesome. So uh, not only do we have a Lombardi here on the show, we're also going to have Brad Hollister, a former NEW heavyweight champion, on WrestleRant Radio either next week or the week after, in addition to another former NEW heavyweight champion, current Ring of Honor wrestler, Philip Gordon. Um, Lombardi, Lombardi, Hollister, and Gordon all contributed to my Bleach Report piece going up early next week, containing my thoughts and quick recap of the Brass City Brawl show this Friday in addition to everything else that makes NEW so special. So everything you hear, you heard from Lombardi here today will be featured in that article, in addition to so much more. So check out the piece going up this Tuesday on BleacherReport.com, the WWE section, of course, um, talking about the specialness of NEW, what makes it so unique, what makes it so different from any other wrestling promotion out there. So check that out um, on the horizon in the next few days. Like I said, likely up. Early next week, we're aiming for a Tuesday release date, so be on the lookout for that as well. Super Showdown from last Friday, real quickly. I honestly do not have much to say about the show. The show sucked. As expected, though, it's not like I had my high hopes and I was left disappointed. The event was very underwhelming. Not a single above-average match on the entire four-hour show. And the only things people were talking about coming out of the show... We're not positive things. Goldberg and Undertaker was a... I can't even call it a massive letdown. Because, again, I kind of expected a train wreck going in anyway. The issue is, is that it only further exposed the issues WWE has at the moment with their current product. That being that they rely on that older guard of superstars way more often than they should. Taker and Goldberg should not be going one-on-one in 2019. They just shouldn't be. Um, I would love to see Goldberg back in the ring at some point to redeem himself from that awful outing that he had in Saudi Arabia. Taker, for him, the guy, he overstayed his welcome in the ring years ago. Like, quite a while ago. Um, so, again, I, I think with The Undertaker, I'd be content if we never saw another Undertaker match. I'm sure we obviously will. We say that all the time, and the guy always comes back, so he will be back at some point um, in the not-so-distant future, I'm sure, but that was my biggest takeaway from that pay-per-view was the fact that Goldberg and Taker, why are they having these guys go out there to have the matches that they are? They're terrible. The Crown Jewel main event sucked, so why they tried to pull off the same thing they did in Saudi Arabia a mere six, seven months ago to the same exact reaction, to the same exact results, to me is just mind-boggling. The entire event was just one massive train wreck. Um, The other parts of that show, any other highlights? Not really. Not really. Balor and Andrade was average at best. Um, Orton and Triple H, I heard people say, was the show stealer. And what fucking continent are you living on? What what, what, what planet are you from? Uh, I guess it may have been the best match on the show, if we're speaking subjectively here. Um... But again, that's not saying much when you compare shit to other shit. It's not saying much 
about that piece of shit. So the match to me was boring as all hell. The battle royal was a mess. Um, Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman, who gave a shit? Revival and Usos was all right. Um, Shane and Roman was a fucking mess. Shane winning, this shit has to stop. With the Shane shit and the best in the world nonsense, it's not going anywhere. I was fine with the Shane heel run going into WrestleMania, thinking that Shane would get his comeuppance at the event at the hands of The Miz. We didn't get it then. We didn't get it at Money in the Bank. We didn't get it at fucking Super Showdown. Miz lost again to the sh- uh, to the to the best in the world, uh, self-proclaimed best in the world on SmackDown this week again. Miz has now lost to Shane three times in a row. He's a fucking loser. He's a loser. Roman Reigns is a loser. Ninety percent of this roster are losers, but the issue is is that they're all very talented. They're not losers. If we're speaking realistically here, it's just that they're booked to look like fucking losers. So, I, I'm not sure what to think here, what's going on with Raw, with SmackDown. I have no thoughts on this week's shows. I really don't. Raw was as abysmal, as abysmal as always. Um, SmackDown was not much better. If anything, it might have been worse. I can't think of one memorable moment from that entire show on Tuesday. Seeing Big E back was cool. The six-man tag team, man, uh, the six-man tag team match main event was all right. But beyond that, it wasn't really anything we haven't seen before from those six guys. Beyond that, the show sucked. It was it was entirely, completely, absolutely missable. So don't even bother wasting your time if you have if you have yet to watch SmackDown. What I will say though to close out this show, a few matches you should have watched from this past week in WWE TV. 205 Live had a fantastic show on Tuesday. Chad Gable's now on 205 Live. I could not give two shits about what they're doing with Raw and SmackDown right now. Chad Gable being on the show, massive plus for 205 Live, for Chad Gable. Again, Gable was doing nothing on Raw and SmackDown. So why not? Why the hell not? Why not put the guy on 205 Live where he can thrive? I really do think that on the cruiserweight division, yeah, is it a step down? Absolutely. But the guy was sitting and catering more often than not on the main roster anyway. So why not? He's been labeled as a tag team guy for so long, but I think he has a higher ceiling than what we've seen in his tag teams with Shelton Benjamin, Bobby Roode, Jason Jordan. He has a higher ceiling of success in this company. And if it takes a a quick route down the 205 live ranks in order to get a higher, you know, ranking in WWE as a single star, then so be it. And his match with Jack Callagher was an excellent piece of business on Tuesday. So be sure to check that out if you haven't already. Um, the main event I thought was awesome. Drew Gulak, Humberto Carrillo, Oni Lurk, and Akira Tozawa fatal four-way match to crown a new number one contender to the Cruiserweight Championship. Absolutely phenomenal. It was a great match. A great, great wrestling match. So uh, check that out if you haven't already seen it. NXT itself. NXT itself on Wednesday I thought was a very good show, as always. Uh, the main event, Undisputed Era versus Oni Lurkin and Danny Burch. There's that name again, Oni Lurkin. Um, had a great showing in that match. And then NXT UK. NXT UK, the main event for that show, British Strong Style versus Imperium Walter, Marcel Bartel, and Fabian Eichner. All very good competitors. A great main event. So if you're not happy with what you're seeing right now in Raw and SmackDown, at least NXT, NXT UK, and 205 Live are picking up the slack on their respective shows. So uh, check those. Sh- excuse me, check those shows out. A lot of great wrestling this week. Maybe not necessarily in Raw or SmackDown or at Super Showdown, but um, at least those brands are where you can find great wrestling. Of course, outside of Ring of Honor, New Japan, AEW, um, Impact even, all those promotions have been putting on great content from an in-ring standpoint for a long time now. So if you're not watching those companies, you're really missing out. And that's going to do it, guys, for this week's edition of WrestleRant Radio. Um, again, big thanks to Michael Lombardi for his time. Brass City Brawl is going to be a great time on Friday night. I will be there in attendance for the event. Uh, I'm planning on publishing the Brad Hollister interview next week here on the show. We talked for almost an hour about not only his NEW time, his time spent in Northeast Wrestling, but also just kind of breaking into the business. Big Bacon himself. Um, if you're not familiar with his work, you should be. He's an awesome competitor. Look him up on YouTube if you want to do some more research ahead of next week's episode. 
Um, but I also might save it for next month. So I'm going away to England um, in mid-July. Mid-July from July 15th to the 25th. And that's going to take up two episodes of Wrestle Rant Radio. Now, I will be back on a Thursday. Um, I do not plan on bringing my microphone with me, with me to England. And even if I do bring it with me, I'm not sure if I'll be able to record on Wednesday nights, Thursday mornings for an hour uh, for this show. I have before on previous vacations, believe it or not. I did it in maybe Rhode Island a few years ago, like four or five years ago. I sat down and recorded an entire episode of WrestleRant Radio. I don't think I'll be able to do that um, this time around while we're in England. So I'm probably either going to push out an interview I might be doing at that point. Again, this is for the July 15th, or rather 18th and 25th episodes. It's not for a while, but I do want to give you guys a bit of a heads up as to what will be going down on probably for about two weeks here on the show. I might be either doing an interview one episode or both episodes, um, or... I might just be doing a Q&A or something or bringing on someone to just shoot the shit about the wrestling world in general. It's easy to get away with that type of thing for one week. Two weeks is a bit tough. And we never miss a week here on WrestleRant Radio, and I would feel bad if I did not put out any content for those two weeks. So just some food for thought for the month of July. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it, guys, for me. Uh, you can find me on the socials on the Twitter machine at WrestleRant on Facebook at Facebook.com. Backslash, uh, backslash Matthews YouTube as well, youtube.com, backslash C, backslash Matthews And, um, yeah, Wrestle Rant Radio, new episodes every single Thursday, not only on nextairwrestling.net, but also on iTunes. You can rate the show there, review the show, subscribe to the show. You not only get every new episode on Thursdays, you also get every archived episode dating back to October of 2013. So with all that being said, guys, Thank you guys for checking out the show. As always, appreciate your support of WrestleRant Radio. We'll be back next week with another all-new episode. Until then, have an awesome rest of your weekend. I'm Graham G.S. Matthews, and I'll catch your ass down the road.